I thought that people wanted the course to be longer, like six, you know, six weeks, you know, felt like even that was short to me. Um, and so, yeah, that, that was my biggest insight was just feeling as though I needed to just stuff it full of, of, of stuff, right? <laughs> stuff it full of stuff, um, you know, for, for people to, to find value in it. And the biggest insight I think was that literally people do not want more stuff. Welcome to Imperfect Action. I'm Steph Taylor. For years, I read all the books, downloaded all the freebies, and did all the courses. But it wasn't until I started taking Imperfect Action that my business had its first million-dollar year. Imperfect Action is about doing things before you're ready, prioritizing consistent action over perfect action, and moving forward, even when you're not sure you're doing it right. On this show, you can expect mindset advice, actionable marketing tips, and strategies to build a business that brings you more profit, more freedom, and even more joy. Are you on the list to get my daily biz boosters? Every day, I'll send you a bite-sized prompt designed to help you grow your business in a more intentional way. Sign up at stephtaylor.co forward slash DBB or at the link in the show notes. Hey, welcome to Imperfect Action. This is episode 581. Today, I am chatting with a friend of mine, Justin Moore, who is a sponsorships coach and the founder of Creator Wizard, where he helps creators to find and negotiate brand partnerships. Now, the thing that we're talking about today isn't brand partnerships, however. We're talking about launches. We're really geeking out on the things that we have learned over the last couple of years of launches and in particular through Justin's experience launching the same course seven times from getting three students in that very first sign up to now tripling the price and capping the number of enrollments so that it can fit more within the lifestyle that Justin is trying to create. He also ends the episode with an epic tip that I hadn't even thought about for a better way to connect with brands and actually leverage those partnerships to drive more enrollments for your own courses or whatever else you are launching. So this is a fantastic, fantastic chat. You're going to walk away with a lot of gold nuggets. So let's jump into the episode. Justin, welcome to Imperfect Action. I'm super excited to have you here. I'm super excited to chat about all of your launches. But before we jump into the episode, I don't think many of my listeners are familiar with you or what you do. So I'd love if you could tell us a little bit about what you do and also a little bit about Brand Deal Wizard, which is the course that we are talking about your launches for today. Yeah. So my name is Justin Moore and I am a sponsorship coach. What the heck is that? Probably you're wondering. Uh, well, it's something I created. I invented. It did not exist prior to me calling myself this. Um, I, I knighted myself a sponsorship coach. No. So, so the, the quick story is that my wife and I have been, um, on social media uh, since started our first channel in, in 2009 on YouTube. Um, and, you know, grew, started multiple different channels. Um, you know, primarily in the kind of, uh, the first channel was like beauty, lifestyle, uh, parenthood, uh, started a family vlog channel, started a cooking channel, a lot of different types of content, a lot of verticals. Um, and, you know, our bread and butter uh, in terms of where we made most of our revenue over the years has been working with brands. So brand partnerships has like been just, gig- 
you know, we've made over $4 million working with brands over the years. I'm like very transparent, like talk about it a lot on social media. Um, but then, uh, also ran an influencer marketing agency for about seven years where I helped cr- other creators get deals. So my perspective, um, has been being in the trenches doing deals personally for many, many years, but also kind of being in the rooms with these large advertisers and agencies where they're spending a million dollars on a campaign, not just like 10,000 with you, you know? And so it's a very different conversation. It's a very different strategy. And so, um, about two years ago, I, um, you know, was looking at this perspective that I had where, you know, it's like, man, I wish I could teach creators like all these mistakes that I'm seeing people because, you know, I've seen, I've exchanged ten, literally tens of thousands of emails with creators on the, you know, bringing them deals and kind of, I've seen it, I've seen it all, honestly, every type of crazy campaign, crazy brands, crazy creators, you name it. Um, and so I just started making YouTube videos like, you know, here's, you know, mistakes you're making when you're pitching or when you're putting, uh, you know, your pricing together for, for a, you know, partnership or this type of thing. And so, um, I, it really was more just kind of a, to scratch an itch. I started creating this content and then people started asking for more. People started DMing me, emailing me, Hey, can you, can, do you have a course? You know, do you, can you coach me? And I was just like, what are you talking about? This, these are just YouTube videos, whatever. And so I started thinking like, wow, this, maybe this is interesting. Maybe this could be a business. And so, um, started down this path of, um, you know, creating a, a beta of the course and, and creating an, an email list and uh, really got into this like rabbit hole, you know, because I've been on social media for many years, but never really the digital product side or courses side of things. It was more kind of like indirect monetization, you know, like AdSense and sponsorships and so on. And so this whole kind of direct monetization is, is quite new to me over the last two years. And so, but yeah, fast forward to, you know, to today, I've had, you know, seven live launches. Now I, had, I finally have an evergreen uh, course that's like brand new, you know, two months old. Um, and so I've learned a lot. And so, um, yeah, this whole kind of coaching course uh, side of the business is very new. I'm excited to, to dig into it. Yeah, it's so interesting because I think about myself and I suspect most of my listeners as well. For them, the whole sponsorship side is not something that they've ever even really considered. Like I remember, I mean, I occasionally do get brands reaching out to me because they're like, oh, she's got 30,000 followers on Instagram. Like let's send her some free product and she might post about it. <laughs> and I remember one of one of your sales pages, I forget which one it was for, but I remember the messaging on it was something around, you know, not accepting free products, not just taking free products as like your payment for sponsorship. And I was like, oh, Oh, that that's a really good piece of advice. <laughs> my 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 favorite tagline, my copywriter, I can't say my copywriter Purna came up with it. It was gifts are great for your birthday. <laughs> that was it. Yes. You know? <laughs> so, you know, not for, you know, not for not for a partnership. And so, yeah, but it's like it, it's true though. I mean, there's there's this um assumption that uh, the juice isn't worth the squeeze with sponsorships. A lot of the time when I talk to course creators or people who have private communities or things like this, and I'm here to dispel the notion that that's totally false. They can be extremely lucrative, but it's about educating yourself about how you can uh, actually, because I mean, you, you literally, if you think about it, you have hundreds or thousands of their ideal customers in your community in, you know, as students of your courses or whatever. And so, in fact, I did a whole uh, presentation for the Think- Thinkific Amplify Summit around this topic of like how you can actually tap into brands and companies to actually, uh, you know, get more enrollments for your course or for your community and, and, and so on. And so, yeah, I, I'm, I'm happy to talk about that as well. But I think yeah. that, that it's, it's a big myth. I think that folks who have a direct monetization uh, part of their business, that sponsorships are just not for them. It's just totally false. I love, well, we'll talk about that um, later in the episode because I'm really curious uh, how you do that. So let's talk about the first time that you launched 
brand deal was it? Because I know that first beta launch, you talked about how it wasn't, it, it might not have met your expectations. Oh, no. So what 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 did that look like? How oh how did goodness. you launch it and what did that whole launch look like? What did you do? Okay, so um I listened to a gazillion podcast and watched YouTube videos and like, you know, I I tr- read blog posts like I was very much in this kind of paralysis by analysis mode early on where I was just like oh, I want to make it really really good. I want to come out with something really compelling. Um and like bless her heart, I think it was an Amy Porterfield episode or something where, you know, or of her podcast where it was just this it was a topic around like try doing one-on-one coaching first to prove out the methodology. And so like, bless her heart. Like that's what I did. I, I try, I basically just like, like shoved my imposter syndrome back into like the little corner where I, you know, back of my brain. And I just made a post on Instagram. I was like, I've got two more spots for private coaching for the month. And like, I, I didn't know any way anyone was going to message me or comment or whatever. And sure enough, like, you know, I had, cause I had been pumping out content for a while, uh, repurposing my YouTube videos and making posts on, on Instagram and so on. Um, and so, uh, I got people in my DMs and sure enough, that's how I got my first, uh, my first coaching client. And so, uh, really what I did was I, they said, okay, what does it look like? And I said, well, uh, and I made it up. I literally made it up. Okay. It's going to be a six week program. Here's the, what we're going to talk about each of the six weeks. And I got on, on like a, basically a sales call, uh, and just asked questions and they signed up on the spot. And, and so it was 1500 bucks is what I, what I had, uh, quoted for the, for the six weeks, um, and went through kind of my methodology or whatever. And, um, got immediate results that, so I, I, you know, I really wanted to ensure that, you know, if I was going to, you know, teach more than just what this one person that this was a scalable and repeatable methodology. I didn't want to just like blow hot air, uh, you know, uh, uh, into, into people. And so, um, you know, I did this multiple times. I did, you know, one-on-one uh, coaching. And then once I had done that enough times and I had gotten the re- results for those people and they'd gotten a, you know, almost immediate return on the, on the 1500 bucks. Right. Cause the nice thing is that with creators, like they could get a deal immediately, you know, that, just makes it a positive return for them, uh, you, you know, working with me. Right. And so they're able to apply the, you know, things that I'm teaching them very quickly, at least for creators who have a, uh, a pretty good deal flow already. Right. And so, um, and so I, I did enough of those one-on-ones that I was like, okay, the methodology works like clearly I've done this several times now. I think this is going to work. And so uh, with the first beta, I, I did so much work, Steph. I hired consultants to help me with the copywriting strategy. I did, you know, you know, I did, uh, you know, worked on the slides really hard. The, the thing that I did do, which I'll, I will say is that I, I did pre-sell it. So I, I also, you know, read listen to podcasts and like, you know, okay, you got to pre-sell it. Don't make all the collateral and all this stuff. Right. And so, um, I did mainly worked on the sales page. I knew roughly, I kind of had the outline of what I wanted to talk about. Um, but I just did, I did so much. I did the email marketing and I did, uh, you know, everything. I, my list was pretty modest at the time. I think I had 500 people on my email list when I first launched it or 300. It wasn't a lot. It was like 600 or something. Um, you know, relative to where I'm at now, I guess. Right. Um, but, but then I eventually, the ultimate result of that was I got three paying creators at at 1500 bucks. And I was really crushed candidly. I was really bummed. I, I had, I felt like as though I had worked really, really hard and, and bless my, my wife, April, bless her heart. She was like my therapist. Like, you know, I was just, I was so, um, I had these really lofty ambitions cause I had heard of all these like success stories that like, Oh, you know, you first launch, you make $50,000 and like blah, blah, blah. Right. And, and here I was being like a oh, womp womp or actually I have a sound effect for that. Right. This is, this is, that's how I felt. That's totally how I felt. Right. 
right? I, I, had to, I had it ready. Hopefully the sound effects are okay on this podcast. Um, yeah. And, and so I was, I was really bummed. Right. And, and yet I, I said, okay, you know what? I, you know, takes thing, you know, good things take time to build. Um, and so I, what I did was I, in addition to those three people who were paying, I invited five to seven. I can't remember exactly how many folks that, uh, you know, I, I thought were great candidates, but weren't in a financial position to participate. So I kind of padded out the first group, you know, so it wasn't just like a, you know, felt like a really small group. It was like, you know, I had a good number of people in there, small, intimate group. And I busted my butt on the, on that first beta of the, of the course. Like I, and, you know, got on calls with people, like, you know, voice notes on Instagram, like really coached them through if they got a deal, like helped them with the negotiation. Like I really went like to the ends of the earth to like make sure that they got an amazing transformation or outcome. Um, and from that first beta, I got some amazing testimonial stuff. Like it was just some really, really great early traction. Um, and so, so yeah, it was, it was definitely, uh, you know, a, a kind of, uh, experience where I, it was, it didn't go as well as I had hoped, but it was the, it was the first, it was the starting phase, I guess. In hindsight though, looking back, like what mistakes did you make? Like, you know, knowing what you know now, seven launches later or six launches since that one, what can you say? Oh, that was a mistake at the time. And I didn't realize it. So I very much felt as though, uh, I needed to just shove as much information into the course to make it worth 1500 bucks. That was my, my logic was like, okay, man, if these people are going to be investing this much money uh, in me, I need to make sure there's like lots of information in here. Right. Um, and in fact, like one of the biggest pieces of feedback that I got uh, on the course was that there was quite a bit of course collateral that people felt were extraneous <laughs> that, that could have either oh. been delivered. Yeah. That could have been delivered asynchronously or via on, you know, just like a supplementary video or whatever. And yeah. so I was like, Oh, that's interesting insight because I thought that people wanted the course to be longer, like six, you know, six weeks, you know, felt like even that was short to me. Um, and so, yeah, that, that was my biggest insight was just feeling as though I needed to just stuff it full of, of, of stuff, right? <laughs> stuff it full of stuff, um, you know, for, for people to, to find value in it. And the biggest insight I think was that literally people do not want more stuff. They want you to get them to their outcome as quickly as possible. <laughs> and yep. if that's, if that's 60 minutes, if that's 90 minutes, if that's three weeks, four weeks, whatever, uh, so be it. And so the biggest change that I made from cohort one to cohort two was I shrank the, I, I literally shaved off an entire week of the course. Um, and then knowing that, okay, maybe I'll, I'll spin this off into its own kind of evergreen program just this first week, uh, as maybe kind of like a, uh, lower ticket entry level offer. Um, and then I took that the, the fifth week and just con- you know, kind of condensed it into, uh, the other weeks. And so I, I, made it from a six week course into a four week course. And I, uh, I decreased the investment from 1500 to a thousand, uh, between, between cohorts one and two. And so my thought was, this is like, I made it up. Right. But it was like, okay, $250 per, per session. Sounds good. It was 1500. Okay. Well, there's two less courses now. Now it's a thousand, right? So it's like (laughs) totally not scientific. Right. But, um, but that's what I did. And here we are. (laughs) So then like, how did you, Cause I know when you go through that whole entire process, you put so much time into it. It sounds like you invested a lot of money into it as well to then get such a small return. Like the hardest part then is often the mindset mark that comes up around that. It's bouncing back. It's getting back up and trying it again. How did you navigate through all of that? So 
I felt as though like I have always been someone who has. Okay. Let me back up. I have my wife and I, the, 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 the amazing part of me being able to pursue this part of my new part of my business where I'm like coaching and, and doing that kind of thing. Um, it, I very much looked at it as kind of like a skunk works all along because I had, you know, my wife and I are, like doing just fine. Like we're, you know, with our creator stuff, we have other lots of other revenue streams. And so um, like, whereas someone who was like banking on this course launch being like their sole source of income, I could see how that would be, be very demoralizing. And it was just like, well, I got to go I can't, I got to stop doing this. I can't, it's clearly not working. And so got to go try something else. Right. And so I very much had like admit that I had the luxury to be like, okay, yeah, it didn't go so well now, but like I have the time and the resources to like slowly try to iterate this and make it better. And so, yeah, it may not have gone financially as well as I hoped now, but I, 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 I can identify the variables that I need to test now for the next cohort, whether that's growing the email list or tune, you know, honing the, the copywriting or, you know, getting better about, uh, you know, you know, getting, getting really impactful testimonials or, you know, making sure that the outcomes are, are, are really great during the course, the way I'm delivering the course so that word of mouth improves and, you know, in ensuring that the affiliate strategy, once people are alumni is really good. So it's like, there's all these like moving pieces that I, I could see the chessboard. I could see all the pieces. And it was just a matter of like figuring out which ones to concentrate for the next concentrate on for the next launch. And, and that's really honestly what I've done over the last like seven cohorts. It's like every time I've like, okay, this next cohort, I'm going to like focus on this thing or this, these two things or whatever. And I'm just going to get really good at this. Um, and, and that's really honestly what, what has been, uh, it hasn't been just like this breakout superstar success for me. It's just been this like very slow methodical process of, of just trying to iterate like, a, you know, two, three percent better each time. Yeah, I feel you there. And like, I mean, that you're speaking my language, right? Like you knew going into that first launch, you knew that it wasn't uh this launch has to succeed at all costs. It's the if it doesn't sell well this first time, nobody wants it. A lot of people do go into their launches thinking like, oh, if this first launch isn't big, nobody wants it. The product's a failure. Nobody wants the product. It's never going to work. So I'm just not going to launch it again. So I think going in with that mindset that you had makes such a big difference as well. And like, I, I'm curious, how did you, how did you know that you were onto a good product? Because it, three people signing up, that could be that could be a good sign that yeah nobody does want it or it could be a sign that yeah people do want it but the messaging is off or it's missing one of those other things so how did you discern between that so it was a couple of things like the first one was that the outcomes that people were receiving were so insane. Like, you know, people would invest 1500 bucks in my course and then they would go on to start. Like I had one uh, woman on TikTok who, who her testimonial is crazy. I could send it to you afterwards. We're going to look it in the show notes or something, but um, she literally said in her testimonial, I was making $1,400 to $2,000 a month prior to taking your course. And now I'm making 40 to $50,000 a month. That was her testimony. Wow. She, I mean, granted, she has a million on TikTok, but it was like the chasm between the education that people really need to understand their worth and how to negotiate and how to craft packages, you know, in their proposals and pricing, you know, psychology and all this stuff. It's so vast, the chasm. And so I, I saw these like 
crazy returns on investment for these, you know, like for these people that were participating. And I was like, there is something here. Like, you know, it, it all it's only and, and the, the amazing thing, candidly, about my customer base is that they are influential. They're creators. Right. And so mm. I, I'll, I had the, this situation where, you know, just this one person who like early on, like two, you know, cohort two or three, just literally told everyone that they knew, uh, like on started making, you know, TikToks about like, you got to go follow Justin. You got to go, you know, they basically told it was like word of mouth just started going crazy. And so like one cohort, I remember I had like one person, uh, you know, I think referred like six or seven creators to my, this, this was the crazy. I had a creator, a, a, a person who was like a, a, a financial influencer on TikTok. She, Join the course and like, like within 20 minutes after the first session, the live session, she DM me and she's like, I know that the, the enrollment is over, but this was so good. I just told three of my friends about it and they want to sign up right away. Is there any way that you can like make an exception for them? And I was like, I don't know. And so I was like, I'm going to, okay, I'll open enrollment for 20 minutes, but that's it. And they have to sign up and they literally, they all three of them signed up within like 20 minutes. And so it was like, that like to me felt like very good course market fit. It was like, okay, this is something if, if they've only been like through one of the session, then they, they see how valuable it is. And so this, this is, and so it was like little, it was, it was that kind of thing. It was like, just there's something here. I, and the, the other, the other part of it, Seth, I think was, I truly believe that there's no one else providing the, the education that I am right now. I feel like I'm in a, I, I feel like I literally don't have any competition. Yeah. There's other people who are like kind of helping people get deal, you know, brand deals on social media and stuff, but there are literally no one. There's no one that can say that they ran an agency as well as being a creator, that they, they know what is going on behind the scenes. They know the vocabulary, the words that you have to use to get these brands to like give you five figures, you know, for, for these deals. There's no one else. Like I, I honestly can say that. And so uh, my honest, uh, like, uh, I, I just kind of bet on myself. Honestly, I was like, you know what? Yeah, maybe it didn't. I, there's some stuff that I can improve here from the kind of fundamentals of, of launching a course, but the actual course material is good. I know it's good and I know it's going to help people. Yeah. And that confidence is, I think that's key, right? Like so many people have, they have that attitude of like, oh, I know this is good. It's valuable, but I struggle to show people the value in it. And I think that's that gap where we end up with people not being able to afford it or not prioritizing spending money on it, uh, mm. which maybe is what happened in that first launch. Like you were sitting on something so valuable, but maybe the messaging was off or maybe because you didn't have the social proof yet, which then you obviously would have got very quickly in that first round. So I'm curious to know, like after the beta, what happened next? What was that next launch like? How long did you wait? And what were the results like? Yeah. So I launched it pretty quickly. I think I, I, I mistakenly thought that cause, cause I've, I've had these situations where I would get invited to like do a private talk to like a, someone's private community or to their membership program. Or I, I knew I was going to be on like a big podcast or something. And so I was like, I would try and time the launch to be like thinking that like, Oh, everyone's going to hear it. And then I'll like get all these enrollments and stuff. And like that never happens. Right. But it's like, <laughs> you, you, you have to treat your content strategy more just kind of an evergreen perspective. It's like, it's just going to, the no like and trust factor is going to be the biggest thing, you know, that's going to help people eventually enroll. But, and so I tried to do that. I tried to play games with like, you know, Oh, I'm going to like launch it right after this, you know, podcast I'm on or whatever. And that really like, that was not the thing that I should have been. I shouldn't been a chasing that, you know, uh, you know, chasing that carrot or whatever. Um, and so the trajectory in my course enrollments was as follows. I had three paying creators in my 
beta. Then the second one, I had five. So it wasn't like, it wasn't like 20. It was like five. It was like, okay, we're going, we're going up, right? We're getting, this is a good direction. It's positive. Right. Um, and then I had five from five, I went to seven. Okay. So three, five, seven. Um, and then I had 16, I went from seven to 16 on cohort four. Um, and then I joined a mastermind during cohort four and I thought, okay, the trajectory is, is, is trending upward, right? Going from like seven to 16, that's like a positive uh, direction. And I can credit one of the, uh, his name is Robbie Crabtree is amazing guy. One of the leaders of this mastermind. Um, he said to me something very, so, okay, first of all, let's quickly talk about the mastermind. It was $10,000 Steph. Okay. Mm. And it, I had to drop it to 10. That was the most amount of money I've ever dropped down, like in one sitting on a credit card or whatever. But, um, they basically told me uh, when I was like kind of talking to them about the, it was, it was a course creators mastermind to like kind of, you know, take your course to the next level. Um, and, uh, they, they told me during the, the sales, like qualification process, like we are very confident that we can get you at least 10 incremental course enrollments over the next year. It was a year long program. And I was like, that's a good sales pitch. And so I was like, sure, why not? Let's try it. Right. And so I, so I paid 10 K for that mastermind and, one thing, one throwaway comment that Robbie made to me during one of the sessions, like Q&A kind of office hours things was he said, um, what percentage of your enrollments was full pay versus installment? And I said, 100% was full pay. He says, double the price of the course next cohort. He says, too cheap. If people are, if no one is choosing payment plan, what the heck are you doing? And so I literally doubled the court price of the course next time to 2000. And I went from 16 to 42. Wow. <laughs> so it will, so, so it was really interesting. So, so it was really interesting because I think there was a lot of uh, dynamics at play. It was like this perfect storm. It was like, I got this, this, there was a bunch of social proof that started happening. A lot of people getting results. I doubled the course of the investment in the course. And so I think there was a lot of people who were at a little bit more of an advanced like place in their creator journey and felt as though a, a 997 course was just not for them. It was just like, I, I don't know about that, but like a two thousand. And so here's another game. Here's another thing that I changed is that I stopped with the like nine, nine, seven thing. I was like, no, it's $2,000. It's not 1997. It's 2000. Because one of the things that I teach in all of my course collateral is that you are not, you don't do discounts. You are worth it. You are valuable. And so this is one of the core things that I teach in my course. Right. And so I was like, I need to be in alignment with the language of the things that I'm teaching. And so everything changed from, okay, it's now it's, you know, it's not, 1997 is whatever it's 2000 now, right? My, my coaching thousand dollars an hour. It's not 987, $1,000 an hour. Right. And so even though psychologically it's four figures now instead of three figures, it's like, that is what I wanted to communicate with. And so I feel as though I, I kind of attracted a little bit of a different crowd, a different segment of my customers who, who really feel as okay. Now, uh, this is, I think more for me than the introductory core. I, cause one thing I've always struggled with is like, convincing creators who are already getting deals that they still have something to learn. 
right? People, creators who have made 10, you know, 20, 30, 50, hundred thousand dollars on deals. Like, what do I need to know? I'm already doing this. Like, what, what could I possibly learn? And my answer is a lot. There's a lot. You're leaving a lot of money on the table. Like, what would it take for you to go from five to $20,000 deals? Like, that's not that hard of a jump. Like, through some basic kind of negotiation tactics and proposal strategies and so on. Um, and so it really was breaking into that crowd who then told all their friends who were at a similar level. I think that that was an inflection point. That's really interesting. And you've, you've kind of reaffirmed something that I was planning to do with my next launch of launch magic was put the price up. So it's previously been one nine nine seven and I've been thinking to put it up to 2,500 mm. and an interesting thing that popped into my mind as you were talking. So a while ago, I remember learning something in pricing psychology where it's like round numbers. So like the 2000, that is, I forget which side of the brain you you use when you're making that decision, but it's more emotional versus something that ends in like a seven or a nine, which is more logical. Mm. So you're making that decision based on emotion. They're making that decision based on the fact that they they trust you. They intuitively feel like it's a good decision versus somebody who's logically sitting there being like, am I going to get $997 of value out of this course? And for them, you know, 997 might be a really big investment, but for the creators who are at that next stage, for them, that's like a emotionally, they're like, yes, this is a very good, this is a good fit. I think I'm going to learn a lot. And they feel more inspired, more motivated as well. Well, the so, other, the other thing, the other thing, hundred percent. And I think, like you said, it's also your pricing also communicates who you want to attract, I think too. Yeah. Right. So it's like, if you're doing the ending in nine, seven type folks, like you're going to, you may attract some budget seekers, you know, and is that really the types of folks that you want to have in your course as part of your, you know, community? I don't know. Uh, maybe it is, and that's fine. Um, but like I, my, my profile, my persona was like, I want to, I want to attract people who are like investing in their creator business. Like those are the folks who, who, you know, they're either already making, you know, a significant income working with brands and they really want to understand how to do that better. Um, those are the folks who I want to attract. And so I also, by the way, we, I didn't mention this, but um, that was also one of the reasons why I started the course in the, even in the beta at, 1500 or whatever. Right. Because, uh, you know, a lot of folks are like, Oh, 19, you know, 197 or 297 or whatever. And I very much was, you know, I, I said to myself, I do not yet. I, I want to create, make this course aspirational. I knew that I had a, a much larger segment of my audience who was beginners, who's just starting out as creators who are getting free products and so on. But I was like, you know what? First, I want to really serve this kind of intermediate to advanced audience because I, I know that I can knock it out of the park for them. And I'm going to serve that other segment of my audience down the line. But um, I need to ensure that I didn't want to make some sort of arbitrary threshold. Like you have to have 10,000 followers to join this or it's stupid. Right. It, and so what I did was I said, okay, I'm going to, um, self-select by two ways by price, right? Uh, 1500 bucks is going to self-select. And as well, as I also said, you have to have done at least one paid partnership. That was that I put that on the sales page. Right. Um, and so, uh, I think that it's just like an important lesson for, for anyone listening that it's okay to, to really make your program aspirational in the beginning. And you may be excluding, you know, per, perhaps customers that, you know, may, may have been willing to, to pay you. Um, but you know, now they know that there's something that they may have to look forward to down the line. Yeah, absolutely. And like, I think with something, a program like yours or like a program like mine, there's so much work involved. It's a big commitment 
And for somebody who's paying $1,500, they've now got a lot more skin in the game than somebody who's paying $200. They're going to show up seriously. They're going to take action. They're going to get those results. And you might have fewer people in the cohort at 1500 than you would at 150. You'll probably make more money because you don't need to get as many people in to make that same amount. And you'll get better overall results from that cohort. Okay. This you've segged uh, unintentionally into my favorite topic. Okay. <laughs> which is a big, big decision that I just made uh, over the last cohort. Um, and it was a life design decision stuff. So I was looking at the trajectory. So, so the, the, the trajectory of like that has been for my course is like after the 42 uh, student, it was 58. Right. So I was like, the next one was 58. I'd still at 2k. And I was sitting here looking at the, this like, you know, hockey stick, basically it was really exciting, you know, uh, you know, like, like hockey stick growth. Um, and I was thinking, okay, 58 to actually do that course. I have a small team. It's like me. I have a community manager, uh, and like a VA and that's, it's, that's it. Right. And, um, my, my, my courses are intense. They're like, you know, the live sessions over zoom, we have office hours, we have, there's like a, you know, private community and circle. It's like a lot. It's a, it's a heavy lift. And I was just, my cup was empty. It was just, I was running on fumes at the end of that last cohort. And I was thinking here, man, if I get a hundred people in this next cohort, I don't know what I'm going to, I'm going to go nuts. Like I can't, I have to hire someone. I gotta, I gotta do something. Cause I can't, I can't do it all. I'm just going to go crazy. And so I thought to myself, like, do I want a, a, a business or a company where I have a bunch of employees and I have like 200 person cohorts or three. And I thought to myself, no, I don't want that actually. Like I I've, I've done that in a previous life with my agency and it was extremely stressful. Um, and, and so I decided, you know what? I'm going to increase it to 3000. I'm going to increase it to 3000 and I'm going to cap the enrollment. So I capped the enrollment at 50 and I increased the investment to 3000 for this most recent cohort and enrollment went down. Like I knew, I, I knew it was going to happen. Um, and it was so much more manageable. Um, and I, you know, the, the, the vibe was different. Obviously it was like, it was, it wasn't 58 people. That's a lot, you know, the zoom and, and, and with 58 people, the zoom is like on fire. It's like be all these emojis, like people, it's great. I love the energy. Um, and so then this recent cohort, it wasn't quite that. So I was missing that element, but it was like, I was able to devote more time to people, you know, during Q and A's, uh, you know, during office hours and so on. Um, and so it's, there's trade-offs, right. But I, made that decision and uh you know i was able to you know make still significant revenue uh with less people and so it was like i I do think it's okay to make those business decisions sometimes and so even though you know it may feel as though you're kind of pumping the brakes on something that may be uh you know going really well it's okay to make those tough decisions yeah and i think there's so much focus online on more revenue more sales more people just like more 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 And not enough focus on what is a good sustainable business look like for you? Like, what is that business that's going to give you the lifestyle you want? Like, what is that balance between that lifestyle that you want, the financial freedom and yes, being able to serve your audience, but also being able to serve yourself? Because I don't think we put ourselves enough in front of our businesses and then we end up burnt out with an empty cup, like you were saying. So I I think that's a great decision. And you know what? I think like... The other unfair advantage I feel like I have over others uh, or just anyone in general is that I am willing to be extremely patient. Like I, I could see myself doing this for 20 years. Like I, I have so much fun doing this. And, and so I'm totally fine, like taking a step back and really 
ensuring that my offer ladder, all of the different components of the ways in which I can serve people um, is really streamlined. And I, and it truly comes from a place of service. So I talked about the evergreen program. Like I just launched that, uh, you know, two, two months ago called gifted to paid. And that's, you know, exclusively creator for creators who are either aspiring or beginner creators who again are getting a bunch of free products. Um, and so that's a $500, at least the investment now is, is $500 for that. And so my, my cohort course is, is three, you know, I, I guess my, the next jump is my one-on-ones, which are a thousand an hour. And then now it's the cohort course, which is 3000. And then I finally launched a, a backend offer, which was ongoing support uh, for, for creators. Cause I, I've tried, let's, let's talk about failures. I talk about, I'm so transparent with this stuff. I tried to launch a membership, uh, two times. Um, and it didn't work. So, so the last time I tried to do it, I thought it was going to be group focus. I was like, Oh, okay. Um, like the next step after learning about sponsorships is to create a, uh, fully diversified creator business, right? So affiliate marketing, you know, merchandise, like digital products, like, you know, all, all this stuff. Right. And so I thought like that could be a tool. I, I would get excited. I love talking about that stuff. Right. Like we are now, um, that would be exciting. I can get guest speak. I could have you come in and do a guest lecture. I could, you know, you know, this kind of thing would be fun. Right. Um, and I said, have to have a minimum of five people to, to sign up, to, to launch it. Cause it was going to be a lot of work. Right. And I, I said that. Right. And I didn't have enough people. I only had one person sign up for that refunded them. Yeah. Refunded them and went back to the drawing board. And so the next time I tried to launch it, um, I really listened to people and you know, what I really, uh, you know, heard was that honestly, people who took my course, they just don't want to have a manager. They, they don't want to hire someone to like take 20% or 15% of their deals. Every time they they're fine being on calls with brands and doing all this stuff, but they just want a backstop. They just want someone to ask for advice. Like, Hey, does this proposal look good? Would you, you know, would you recommend any changes to it? Here's what the brand said to me via email. What should I say? Right. So it's just kind of having almost like a coach in your pocket. And so this is the offer I just launched. It's a thousand dollars a month and it's asynchronous coaching. So every Tuesday and Thursday for a couple hours, you can ask us questions, me and my team. Uh, and so it's, it's great because it's not just me in there now. It's me and, and another, you know, my community manager who is now also a sponsorship coach. Um, and we're both able to answer questions. And so from a scalability perspective, um, I'm really excited because I think it's going to be really helpful. The other thing too, is I was getting locked up my time. I was doing all these one-on-ones for an hour on zoom. And some of these things I could accomplish have accomplished in 20 minutes. And so I was like, there's, there's, there's a disconnect. So talking about life design, it's like, now I'm, I'm starting to just kind of put all the pieces in place to like really develop a, 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 a very sustainable way to serve my community. And, and, and like I said, I can do this. I could see it's small, right? I've only got one person doing it now, right? It's fine. I'm, I'm excited because I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm figuring it out, uh, but I could easily see how one person turns into 20 in six months, right? Or uh, three years. I don't know what I don't care, but like that could be uh, an incredible recurring revenue down the line. But it's like, again, I'm, I'm, I'm working for the long run. And so I'm happy to just kind of iterate as I go. Yeah. And I think, I, I don't think enough people do that, right? Like the, just figure it out, Start something, start somewhere, put it out there, get the feedback, iterate it, improve it, grow it that way. And I also like, I don't think enough people start by looking at what do I want my life to look like rather than let me just grow this business and then I'll figure that the rest out later once I have enough money in the bank or once I have sales, once I have enough followers. That's like, that's the, that, that's unfortunately the backwards way that so many people go about building these businesses. And mm. it's really refreshing to hear somebody with, your kind of level of experience and like how many years you've been in business and 
you you've gone about this the right way. It's really nice to hear that. Whew, man, that's that's a good that is a relief because this whole time. No, honestly, Steph, like I think that I'll be I'll be totally honest. Most of the time, I feel like I have no idea what the hell I'm doing. Oh, none I'm of sorry, us. Do. Sorry, yeah. I, I and I think that not everyone wants to flex and do their TikToks and all this stuff. And I'm up here being like, I don't know if this is gonna work, but let's figure this. Let's try. Let's try it, right? And so I think I think honestly, that's refreshing to people, right? Because, um, you know, most of the time. People are only celebrating wins on social media and they're not talking about their failures. And I really think I want to give a quick shout out to Vanessa Lau because, um, you know, I she's one person who I really look up to because, um, you know, she publishes these really incredible blog posts, which document everything that works, all the failures, all the successes and all that stuff. And it's like to me, like that's the type of a creator and the type of person I want to be, because it's like I feel like you learn so much through uh, through just being transparent about that stuff. And it, it really endears people to you. And they, you know, a lot of people go on to become customers. And, and I, I think that's the, also the other thing too, is that I, tr- I tell people, I do not care if you ever pay me a dime. I don't care. Like if you get value out of my free content, out of my newsletter, that's fine. I don't care. Like there is always going to be people who want to pay pay you for more detailed support and help. And so you don't have to extract a dollar from every single person in your audience. Like as long as you can serve a a concentrated few, you can create a very great life for yourself. Absolutely. Now, earlier in the episode, you mentioned that you can tap into some of these bigger brands to start to grow like enrollments for your courses and things. Can we talk about that? Because this is not something I've ever considered. Ooh. And I'm really curious, like aside okay. from, okay. you know, like obviously I do talk a little bit about like, yeah, reach out to other brands that like have a similar audience, but aren't your direct competitors and partner with them. But how does this look from your, like your perspective? How do you teach people to do this? You just wanted to have me on the podcast for a free consulting session. I get Basically. it now. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I get it. It's cool. It's cool. Um, no, like, so think about it. If you you are marketing manager X at some random SaaS company or some you know something that would serve you know course creators or whatever right like Kajabi they, for example yeah Kajabi right they are literally desperate stuff to talk about anything other than their product right because that's all they talk about all day long is oh new features and benefits and new community and blah 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 office hours right that's all they talk about and people just start to tune that out right because it's not that interesting, right? And so imagine you go to to Kajabi and you say, hey, I would love to do a webinar for your customers all about this topic, doing a pre-sale or doing a, you know, how to launch a, a, you know, an evergreen course or how to do paid ads on blah, 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 how to, whatever you pick a topic. Right. And, um, actually let's get, you want to get real tactical here? Was it, should we do this? Should we we get super tactical? Okay. So I'm going to pull up Kajabi's Instagram handle right now. Okay. Uh, because we're going to do some research. I have a, a methodology, a pitching methodology that I teach in my course called the rope method. Okay. And the rope method stands for R is your pitch has to be relevant to a campaign that Kajabi has either ran in the past or is currently running. Okay. O stands for organic, meaning that you can tie your pitch back to organic content that you've already published or written. Okay. P stands for proof. You can show Kajabi how you've helped other brands achieve results. And E is easy to execute when Kajabi says, sounds good. Let's do this. 
Okay. And so what this looks like is let's, let's pull up Instagram here. Um, because what I'm, so, so a lot of people be like, oh, well, I'm not even on Instagram. I'm not a social media creator. Like I don't do, you know, do that. I don't care. Instagram is a research tool. Okay. And so what I'm going to do is I am going to scroll back. Cause you know, every, probably every like company did this in the last, you know, uh, in, in our space did this in the last, uh, uh, you know, couple days where the time of recording was black Friday, cyber Monday, right? Oh, yes. Everyone was like posting something about this, right? And so what you can do is scroll back, let's say, to Kajabi's Instagram last November around this time. And you see, so imagine you're trying to pitch them for this, right? You scroll back and you, and this is your pitch to them. You say, hey, I noticed that last Black Friday, you were running this campaign where you were offering whatever it was, three months, you know, of a professional tier or whatever, or some sort of promotion, whatever. Are you going to be running that promotion again this year? I would love to help you spread the word about this in the following ways. I can do a promotion to my newsletter. I can do a promotion to my students in my course or my community. I can run a webinar with you that you can run during the Black Friday period where it's, you know, we do some sort of tactic. And then at the end, we do a, you know, a jab, 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 right hook and we give them the offer, whatever. Um, and then as part of this, so that that's, that's the, the, the hook of the pitch, right? Um, and by the way, the subject line of this pitch is not, oh, I'm a course creator, like a collaboration with a course creator question mark. No, they delete that email immediately. The, the, the pitch email is, Right. It's going to be hashtag Kajabi BFCM for 2022 question mark. Love that. Right. So it's like they knew they ran that campaign. Right. Doesn't that, I'm, I'm just doing this because it's relevant to that. It could be anything. It could be any campaign that this brand was running. Right. Could be for, you know, maybe it's new year, new you. Right. They're trying to, you know, you finally trying to launch that course for, you know, the new year. But they all do this kind of thing. Right. And so then the pitch is, OK, I would love to do blah, 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 blah. Here's how I have helped, you know random other brand, you know, in the past, I can send you some examples. Are you free at Thursday at 10 a.m. to talk about this? That is the pitch. And then as part of that conversation, that dialogue, Kajabi is also going to pitch your course. They're going, you're, so you're going to help them in this way, but then they're also going to say, oh, and by the way, Steph also has this course called Launch Magic. Go check it out. Mm. And so... That, that's one example. Another example is you get them an expert from their marketing team to come in and do a guest session in your course or your community. And they, you make them pay for that. Don't let them do that for free. They have to pay you for that privilege. Remember, your course or your community is filled with their ideal customers. They have to pay you for that. Just two small examples. These are genius ideas. Oh my goodness. Like, uh, these are very different to anything I'd ever considered. So thank you. You've given me so many ideas. I got you. I got you. <laughs> I'm enjoying this free consulting session. <laughs> of course. <laughs> oh, Justin. So to wrap up every episode, I ask my guests one question, and that is, can you think of a time that you took imperfect action and what was the result? Oh, my goodness. Well, I I could say that my entire course creation journey has been filled with imperfect action, I would say. Um, And I think, honestly, it was uh, like 
starting my email list candidly that that was very much a a, a leap of faith into something that I've never done before um, but I knew based on all my sleuthing and podcast listening and reading that I gotta have an email list I gotta have a newsletter right and so I made literally every mistake in the book that you can imagine when I first like launched my email list I made all these I made all the lead magnets that I thought you needed and the PDFs and the uh, you know the checklist and the blah 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 because I thought that's what you needed to get people to sign up for your newsletter um, and it actually took me a while before I realized that um, this is a great segue to like do shameless self-promotion for my newsletter, um, which is that I realized that what what people actually. So can can I just tell a very quick story? Because I think this is actually fascinating, which is that I have filled with story. Sorry, um, is like. I, I really struggled to figure out what my my newsletter should be about. I was like, oh, it's going to be tips on, you know, being a because when I when I started, I was not a sponsorship coach. I was teaching you the business of being a creator. That was my tagline. Right. And so I talked about all those different things, diversifying email lists, you know, physical products, all this stuff. Right. And it was all just kind of like, you know, it was like, you know, a couple people subscribing every day. It was like fine. Right. But it wasn't like traction at all. And so one day I, you know, I, as I mentioned, my wife and I have been just doing this for so long. And I also have run the agency for so long that I just see so much deal flow and a lot of like just inbound inquiries, like, Oh, work with this brand or apply here and blah, blah, blah. And like the vast majority is just like delete. Cause it's like either below a threshold that we just wouldn't do it anymore. You know, in just terms of like, you know, how much the, the, they were offering or whatever, or it's just like not a good fit. And so one day I was just like, what if I just take these like application links and just like put it in my newsletter? <laughs> and, and I was like, cause you know, like 200, 300, 500 bucks is like meaningful to a lot of people. Yeah. Right. And so I, I literally one day I just had this like little section in my newsletter, like brand deals you can apply to. And I got, I got all these people responding like, what is this? Is this like a, is this real? Like, are these actual deals that I can apply to? And I was like, yeah. And so people just went nuts. They were like, couldn't believe it as a free newsletter. They're getting like paid sponsorship opportunities. And so when I, I did that for a few times and I was just like, there's something here. And just, I just took a hard pivot. I literally got rid of all my lead magnets. I was like, no, you sign up for my newsletter. I'm going to send you paid brand deals. And so you like, literally you go to my landing page for my newsletter. It's creatorwizard.com slash join. It's literally, there's nothing. It just says it's like a testimonial. I have made $17,000 from Justin's newsletter from brand deals that I've gotten through Justin's newsletter. Uh, you know, and there's like Molly, like 800,000 TikTok subscribe followers or whatever. And it was like, and, the, and it literally it says like name, email, and then the button is send me sponsorships. <laughs> right. And so it's like, uh, yeah. And so it, it, but it's like to, to your point about imperfect action, it's like, I, I, I would not have had that insight had I just not just gotten started. Right. Sometimes like you're, you're not going to figure out what it is, what really is kind of the catching the tiger by the tail until you try some stuff. You just throw some stuff against the wall and see what people are interested in. And, um, and it's been the same way for my course, by the way, too, the, the cohort course, like I've changed so much about the actual collateral that I teach from cohort one to cohort seven. Uh, I know we talked a lot about the marketing and kind of the business dynamics of the course, but I could do a whole nother podcast episode on, on everything that I've changed about how I teach the course, uh, you know, because uh, like I'm, I'm equally as, uh, you know, invested in, in that as well. So, um, yeah, that, I, I just, I love geeking out on this topic and, and I'm just, uh, really appreciate the, the opportunity to, to be here. Yes. Oh, it's been so great chatting, Justin. If people want to learn a little bit more about you, they want to check out your courses, your email, your email list, where can they do all of that? 
Yeah. So again, the newsletter is just creatorwizard.com slash join. It's uh, completely free. Uh, I think I've got about 8,500 uh, creators, you know, community course people on there, podcasters and so on. Um, and then my course uh, wait list is branddealwizard.com. Um, and I teach it three times a year. So I actually just wrapped uh, the last cohort. And so the next cohort coming up will be in the February, March, 2023 timeframe. And then my on-demand course is gifted to paid.com. Um, and then I'm pretty much at creator wizard everywhere on social media. Awesome. Thank you so much, Justin. I, um, you've really like shifted my entire mindset about sponsorships here, as well as, you know, like it's just been great talking to you about courses. So thank you so much. I really appreciate this chat. Absolutely. Thanks again. All right. That is it for today's episode. If you haven't already hit subscribe, make sure you hit the plus button in Apple Podcasts or the follow button in Spotify and you'll get each new episode straight to your podcast app every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And if you have any friends who you think might be struggling with this issue, hit the share button, copy the link, and send it over to them. It's how I get to help more people. Thank you so much for listening. Catch you next time. 